Welcome to Printing Profits. No matter how much money you think you'll start making right away with an online store, most sellers will tell you that seeing the kind of results you want will take time. And then there are people like Gina Odato who are able to fast track their success and earn big. Welcome to Printing Profits. I'm Tyler Suffer. When I first learned that Gina made $80,000 in her first four months of selling on Etsy, I had questions, lots of questions. See, even though Gina started out knowing that making that much money so quickly wouldn't be easy, she also knew that it wasn't impossible as long as you put in the effort. Since then, in the two years she's been selling, Gina has made over half a million dollars in sales and has also begun teaching her experience about POD to new sellers on TikTok, which is why I'm so happy that I get to pick her brain and learn more. Gina, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. So listen, four months to a lot of people sounds like a very short amount of time to be able to make the kind of money that you did, uh, especially... Uh, based on the fact that you didn't have any sales or, or marketing experience beforehand, mm-hmm. how did you pick up the experience to to make that much money so quickly? So in retrospect, um, it took forever in my mind. Looking back, four months is really short, but it took forever every single day doing this because I was spending nine hours a day doing it with no progress, it seemed. But my drive to quit my job was really my driving force in being successful. I just would not give up with Etsy. And even though I didn't know anything, I just kept going. And by doing the same thing every day by listing every day is really how I got the knowledge. I mean, I started to pick up on little things here and there and it just started to come together. So did you- Q4 was also a big help as well. (laughs) So I assume that it wasn't like, you know, immediate success right from the get-go. I'm sure there's a lot of learning that you had to do. So in those first couple months, you know, what were some of the lessons that you learned? Um how to be person like I wanted to quit every day I'm not gonna lie it was really tough in (laughs) the beginning just like everyone thinks they're gonna open an Etsy shop have a million sales and it's just really easy with Etsy it's not the case so you really have to do your research like that's my number one thing you have to research but in the beginning you don't really know what you're looking for so it's confusing because how would I know I don't I was an iTech and I worked from Mm. home remotely as well. So how would I know what customers are searching for on Etsy? Like it made no sense to me. But the more time I spent when I studied the bigger shops, especially is when it started to click. That's like a huge thing for me. Look at the big shops, see what they're selling, see what's working. I mean, a lot of people assume, you know, when they open their first store that, you know, it's like an overnight thing. Everybody expects the overnight success and nobody expects Uh how much work that you really have to put in and how important that is, you know? It's a business and we always, I don't know why we think Etsy is different. Like it's not a real business, but it is. So you're not, it's like anything else. There's a learning curve. Like I said, I didn't know how to be an iTech when I started. I had to learn that. It took me months. Same with Etsy. I'm not going to open a store and know what I'm doing. It's going to take me months to learn that as well. What were some of the mistakes you made for a lot of people who are listening right now who are thinking, man, I just can't get it right. Maybe it might help for people Uh to know some of the mistakes that you were making right from the get go so they could feel a little bit better and think maybe I can make 80 grand too. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't even know what a mock up was for a few weeks, even a month. When I first started, I was just using, no offense to Printify, but I was just using all the Printify mock ups, which (laughs) 
they're they're okay, but like Etsy mockups are what sure. I really recommend. So they convert really well. So I didn't know what mockups were, and then one day I clicked. It clicked in my mind when I was on the search. I was like, "Why do people have all these professional images, and I don't? Like, what is going on?" So mockups are huge. SEO, of course, is a huge one. Um, you're most likely not going to know what SEO is when you're first starting, but it's basically just what the customer is typing in to find your product. If I'm a bachelorette party going to Miami, I, the customer, am going to type in Miami bachelorette shirts. So try right. not to overthink it. It's just being the mind of the customer, what they're searching for to find your specific product. So SEO mockups, of course, design is a huge mistake in the beginning that I made. Right. I'm not a graphic designer, so and I'm still not the greatest. Like yeah. I am not a great graphic designer, but that's a great thing. Uh, text does really well, text-based design. So I capitalize on text-based a lot. Well, I'm glad that you brought up SEO and designs because how how did the way that you create designs and sort of target those niches, like you said, the bridal niches in those in those mm -hmm. first four months, like how did that change uh, in order to get you that success at the end of it? Well, in the beginning, I was more, um, I didn't focus, now I know to focus more on like trend combining and sub-niching and things like that. In the beginning, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know what any of that was. Mm. So I just, um, I uploaded into the Western niche one day and it kind of, someone favorited it. I remember that. And it was like <laughs> a yeehaw shirt and I'm from New Jersey. I don't know any country music or nothing. I didn't yeah. know country was a thing. And I was like, okay, maybe people like country stuff. So I uploaded a few more and people started buying. And I was like, okay, people must really like this country thing. So then <laughs> I started uploading more. And that's like my number one thing. When you get those clues, you want to start scaling based on the clues that you're getting. Like yeah. something was going off in my mind, like I need to add more. And that was a perfect timing with Q4. And that's when it kind of exploded. So Back then, I was more focused on just one niche for Q4. Um, I didn't really even do holiday stuff. It was just one thing that kind of exploded. Yeah, you mentioned something there that piqued my interest. Uh, for a lot of people who don't know or maybe hearing this for the first time, uh, what is trend combining? So it's basically when you take two separate niches. So instead of just doing like a plain teacher shirt that just says teacher, you mm -hmm. know, whatever, plain, I'm going to trend combine that either with another niche like holiday, like a Christmas teacher's oh, shirt. And then you can even sub-niche that further and do, do like kindergarten teacher Christmas shirt. So as specific as possible, pretty much, because the general niches, teacher, nurse, so saturated. You yeah. want to stay away from that. Bride, of course, super saturated. The more you can trend combine and sub-niche, the better. You mentioned something there too uh, before where you said that you got to look for the clues, right? Mm -hmm. um, give me an example of, of, of the clues that you were looking for. Like I said, favorites, um, because I was a new shop, I mm -hmm. hardly was even getting favorites. So the fact that I got one, I was like, okay, okay, someone like this. So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. we need to do more. So th in the beginning, it's going to be hard because you're brand new and you're not getting a lot of activity in your shop. So literally a favorite or a sale is a clue to me. So I'm like, okay, I can work with this and then I can expand more in this niche because someone obviously bought it and liked it. So maybe other people will if I keep adding more into it. Now, one of the things that uh, I loved, you and I have spoken before, and um, one of the things that was so interesting to me when we spoke was this strategy that you had about bringing trending designs to niches. Can you, can you speak a little mm -hmm. about that? 
So through my research and just spending time on Etsy, I've realized certain design styles take off really well. Mm. And if it's working extremely well in one niche, there's no reason why it won't work in another. It's already proven itself pretty much. So I'm going to take that design style, apply it to a niche that doesn't have it already. So um, for example, like Cool Moms Club, I'm sure if you go on Etsy, type that in, that's a huge style. Okay, let me find another niche that maybe Cool Lawyers Club or something like that, you know, a different occupation, Cool Speech Therapy Club or something like that, you know, something that doesn't have that trending design, I'm going to bring it to that niche because it's already proven itself. It's a bestseller in all these other categories. There's no reason why it wouldn't be in this one. So it's kind of like combining the things that you were saying before, which was sort of like, all right, you got to trend combine and look for the clues. And it's, you know, taking that to the next level. It's like, okay, so I have, I know this works, but where else can this work? Right. Exactly. And yeah, what's saying that you're not copying a design Mm. either. I just want to make that clear. You're not copying some, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) just for the sake of the example, like that design is a bestseller in multiple other niches and it works. So people like that style, just bring it to a new niche. Yeah. Another aspect of selling online uh, that you really focused on, like you said before, was improving your mock-ups. Can you tell me Mm -hmm. what they were like when you first started and where that led you? Yeah. So mock-ups, I will die on this hill, are the (laughs) most important part of your listing. The whole thing, like the design doesn't matter. The SEO, like the mock-up is going to get what people shop with their eyes on Etsy. If you don't have a visually appealing mock-up, they're not going to stop and look at it. And um, in the beginning, I didn't have mock-ups for a while. <laughs> then I finally figured out, oh, this is what it's called. I didn't even know what it was called. So there's only two like stores back then on Etsy selling these mock-ups. It's not like it is today. So I kind of had slim pickings back then. I just reused the same ones over and over in all mm. my listings because I didn't have A, a lot of money to be spending, but B, like I didn't have, like I wasn't making enough money to justify buying a million mock-ups. So it was a struggle in the beginning. Now I'm addicted to them. Um, And I also have my own mock-up shop. I'm telling you, if you start print on demand, you will become addicted to buying mock-ups. It's just a thing in this community. But like I have my own mock-up store now just based off of what I was seeing and what I wanted that I couldn't find for myself. So I was like, okay, maybe I could do something with this because I know I'm looking for this. So maybe other people are as well. So you started your own mock-up store, and that was like a side business to your side yeah. business, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, I think a mock-up store, I want to gatekeep this, but it might mm. be the easiest business in the history really? of businesses. I'm not even joking. Like, mock-ups are so... I have no professional like camera experience, neither. I just make my husband, I drag him out to the street <laughs> in our town. We sh- I shot on my iPhone the first few times and that was it. And we just uploaded it. And I'm telling, it took off immediately and it has done pr- really well, better than I expected. So I'm pretty, and I hardly upload to this shop. Yeah. I mean, you clearly know a lot about mock-ups, uh, which means you've spent a lot of time and research on what works. Um, how important is it to do that research to understand what's trending i mean you you say that you're obsessed with etsy i mean like Uh can you really get to the money that you made without doing that kind of research um i 
that's a tough question. I think you can if you get lucky with it, mm. if you go viral and stuff like that. But to have a consistent business where you're consistently making a certain amount, there has to be research done. There's no way getting around that. And a common question or comment I get on TikTok is, I, I started my store just a few months ago. I'm not getting any sales. Like, why? Why? <laughs> it's be, it's most likely because you didn't spend enough time doing research and yeah. focusing on the trends. Like that's a huge part. And you're, if you're going to have a successful business on Etsy, there's no getting around doing that. And when I say research, I'm not talking about like, like stressing yourself out and being like, what am I looking for? I don't even understand what I'm looking for to begin with. Mm. It's just scrolling on Etsy. That's literally it. Your mind, your subconscious mind will pick up on trends. I'm telling you, like at night when I sit on the couch and watch TV <laughs> where I'm supposed to be relaxing, yeah. I'm not because I'm scrolling on Etsy and I'm just like <laughs> not even looking for anything. Yeah. It's just my brain is just looking for trends, looking and it picks up. Like I remember I started to pick up blue on blue was a huge trend or like mm. pink text on a light pink shirt was a huge trend and you start to pick up on that and it's just don't stress yourself out but it has to be done so you have to be obsessive but you can't become too obsessed is what i'm hearing yeah don't be as <laughs> obsessed as me like i need to break up with my obsession at this point well i mean the title of this episode is you know fast tracking your success and i think like a, a large part of that is to you know know a lot about the people that you're selling the industry that you're in and it takes it you know it takes time but to learn it quickly it seems like research mm -hmm. is a big part of that you know Oh, yeah. And it's just I wanted to quit so bad that mm. I was willing to do almost anything to quit my job. So I think that's what really gave me like a quick success. Right. I just wasn't going to accept anything less than quitting my job when I wanted to quit. So that was really a driving factor for me personally. Um <laughs> One of the other things that I spoke to uh, another guest about this season, and they, they mentioned this, and I actually want to know what you think about this, is that part of being successful, and to what you said, being successful quickly, is, is like having that goal in your mind. Like, what do you want to do? For you, that goal was, I, don't, I, I, I want to get out of my job, or at least I don't want to do that anymore. Do you think that's important? Like, to be able to make a lot of money quickly is have a clear goal in front of you. Oh, yeah. I think mindset and having a drive, like why are you doing this to begin with? Um, a lot of people just don't really care to quit their job. They just want a little side hustle that brings mm -hmm. in a couple hundred a month, which is fine. But they might not have that burning desire to be like a millionaire or whatever with this. So it's might take a little longer because they don't have that such intense burning desire to be successful. I think it's really important with the people that have a lot of success with this. They just have something inside of them that's mm. like, I will not quit until I get this. And that was me. Like I, and I'm still that way. I still have bigger goals that I want to achieve. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get there one way or another. It's just when, I not love if, that. but when. I love that. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, um, you said there that you, you have to have something inside you, uh, and that drive, that obsession, but what other skills? I mean, I like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it's, it's something that can be learned though. Yeah. I mean, you learned it, you did yeah. it, right. You built that oh, drive yeah. up inside yourself. So what uh -huh. other skills can you learn to sort of be that successful? Um, like I said, here's a good example. So mm. my husband also has a print on demand store. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but he works. So he works full time as well. But the difference between me and him is he doesn't have that burning desire yeah. with this. 
So of course his store isn't like super successful. Yeah, he makes sales here and there, but like it really comes down to to a the amount of time that you're putting into this. Mm. First of all, like if if you're just putting in an hour every few days and expecting life changing results, that's not gonna. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. Like yeah. you have to be daily consistent listing with this and then learning from your listings. Okay, that one didn't work. Why? Why, why isn't this working? But this one worked. Okay, what elements in this design worked? And how can I make more of that? You know, so it's just like a lot of testing. You can test different mock-ups. You can test different designs. You can test two of the same. Des- I think another thing about mock-ups real quick. Mm. It's not even so much the design. I've tested this as well. Um, I put a certain design on a certain mock-up. It doesn't sell. I move that design to a better mock-up and it sells like crazy. Right. Why is that? It's the mock-up. It's not, it's not even the design, it's a mock-up. So things like that, I just learned, you just pick up by doing it every day. And one of the things that uh, we always talk about is to show your products in use, you know, like show people that they uh, kind of show them themselves in the mock-up. But one thing that uh, you speak about is using samples. Mm-hmm. Well, so samples, I mainly use in my Shopify uh like marketing. Right, right, right. So yeah. So I do have a Shopify store now. It might get confusing. I have Etsy and Shopify. I do use an order samples because obviously you have to drive your own traffic Mm -hmm. to Shopify. That's a major difference between the two. So I need the product on hand to make those videos. So that is helpful with samples to order and do it that way. On Etsy, I've done no marketing, none of that. I am blown away by that. And I want to talk about that some more because one of the things that surprised me the most was how successful your sales were on Etsy, um, on Etsy specifically. We'll get to Shopify in a sec, but uh, mm-hmm. despite not spending any money on ads. So can yeah. you tell us why you made that choice and, and how you were able to keep up your sales? Because for a lot of people, you know, they spent a lot of time on marketing their products and yet here you are make, being successful, but not doing that. Yeah. So like I said, when early on, when I started, there's this one specific couple I watched on YouTube and they would preach all the time. You do not need ads like you do not. And they made millions on Etsy. So I was like, okay, I don't need ads. I just need a good design and I need good SEO and a good mock-up. And that's what I've literally always done. And I have tested ads recently um, this summer for like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't. I still, I turned it right off. <laughs> I was like, this is, to me, it's a waste of money. I With Etsy, I'll spend ads for Facebook, for Shopify, yeah. no problem. But on Etsy, I don't think it's necessary. If you have a trending design, you have a good mock-up and S, it will be found and it, it will get sales. You don't need to spend money on ads. I mean, you mentioned that that you started creating content because you had the Shopify store. What, what are, what's, what's the content mm-hmm. that you're creating? So in the beginning, I didn't have any samples. I had to, so I use a lot of like cap cut edits on TikTok, things like that to show your product. Now, since I've ordered them, I just take a quick little video with a trending sound um, of the sweatshirt and, you know, on the couch or where, where, wherever. But um, that's pretty much it. Short little videos. And I've actually been doing pretty well. I just record it once. I post it to TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And it's the same video. And surprisingly, Instagram has been the winner here, <laughs> treating my videos the best. So I'm liking Instagram at the moment. Yeah. 
I mean, you've moved into to t- into the TikTok space, and uh, one of the things that I mentioned before is that now through TikTok and Instagram, I'm not sure which one in particular, but you've also started to teach people about print on demand. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the best advice that you would give to someone or to a new seller or to your viewers um, to really set themselves up for success for print on demand? Well, first it depends on what you want your goal with this to be. Do you want it to be a full-time business or just a side hustle? Either is fine, but you have to make sure that you know what you're wanting from the get-go. And then then you can kind of put in your work. So if I wanted this to be my full-time gig, I want to quit my nine to five, okay, upfront, I know it's a lot of front loading. I'm going to have to do a lot of work to build my shop up. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take off overnight. (laughs) And obviously it makes sense because if you're, go- if you're gonna have a big shop, you have to have a lot of items in it and everything, and that doesn't happen overnight, and all the testing doesn't happen overnight. So set yourself up mentally, okay, I'm gonna do all this work, it's going to pay off. I think your mindset is huge. Um, have a good mindset, that's like my number one thing, because in the beginning, I saw a video on the, the couple that I watched on YouTube. Someone yeah. commented, I made $30,000 in October. And I was like, and this is when I made no money. And I was like, that seems like a lot, but I can do it. Like right when I saw that, that, I was like, I can do that. I can do that. And I did that October or November, <laughs> crazy. I made 30 grand over 30. But like things like that, like you just have to have for yourself that goal and the drive. And I think that's really, it's not really about the skill. You'll mm. learn that as you go. It's more about your mindset and what you want. So I think the skills come along the way. It's just focusing your mind. Well, before I let you go here, one thing that I've been thinking about this entire time I've been talking to you is A, how fascinated I am and, and by you, but also... Um, you know, for a lot of people, if I told them, <laughs> if I told them they could make 80 grand in four months, I'm pretty sure after four months, they'd be like, well, that's, you know, better, time no. to take your foot off the gas, <laughs> mission accomplished. Uh, and in two years, you've made something like almost half a million or at least over half a million dollars, if I'm not, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So what's the goal for you now? Like what keeps, I mean, a I'm, million. A million? Is that the goal? <laughs> over a million. Over a million. Of course. Yeah. Is there a time limit never, or you just like, get there? You just push the goal. As soon as you hit something, it's like, okay, on to the next. Like, I really don't even celebrate. I, I'm just like, all right. Like, I have my mind focused on what I want and yeah. I haven't hit what I want yet. So until I get there. I'm like a bulldozer. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's count this as a celebration, Gina, because Thank to be honest you. with you, it's a, it's an inspiring story. And I'm, so, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this who are at, you know, at that point thinking to themselves like, yeah, I don't know if it's for me, if I'm ever going to get there. You can get there. You know, there's, oh, there's you proof can. right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just, again, are you willing to put in the work? Yeah. And do you have that burning desire to do so? That's it. That's it. Awesome. Well, Gina, <laughs> thanks so much for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Have a good day. You too. This is Printing Profits. Hey, folks, thanks again for listening to Printing Profits. We'd like to thank Gina for coming on the show and at the same time introduce you to the talented team behind this program. Executive producer, Laura Shelvite. Associate producers Anita Njoki and Amalia Schwarzkopfa. Technical production Emils Yasuns and Valerie Zolechno. Sound production Christos Hartmanis. And I'm Talish Suffer. See you next time.